everybody. Welcome to the Green Architects Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Chris Briley. I'm your host, Phil Kaplan. How's it going, Phil? It's going it's going okay today, Chris. Yeah? It's going okay. It's the ups and downs of life. Uh, yeah. Well, that's par for the course. Yeah, it is. But it's summertime and it's... Right, you can't complain. Wonderful. Can't complain. We could talk about the weather. That's a whole... We should have our weather podcast where we just talk about the weather. <laughs> God, people will be like, this is an awesome... It's time for sleep. Okay. I don't think... All right, so today uh, we are going to talk about siding. How yeah. did how to choose siding for your your green, sustainable, energy efficient house? Because you care about the materials you put on your house and what they, the impact they have on the environment, and so um, we do too. And as architects who live this question of what siding do I use, like over and over and over, over and now. over, it feels like we're always answering this. Yeah, and it's and it's kind of hilarious because they. I mentioned it to my family in the car yesterday. What are you doing a podcast on? Siding. Siding? Nobody <laughs> wants to hear Nobody about wants to hear siding. The, oh, my God. My, I, yeah, let's just take our ambient and go to take a nap. <laughs> we talk about it all the time. It's, yeah, exactly. If you're in the and, – and I, I'll bet you some of the listeners who are tuning in right now have nothing to do with architecture or building, but they're building their house and they're, they've gotten to the point where they're deciding what siding to choose and they're like – Oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. How do I even zero in on this? Right. So there's so many different options. Yeah. And we're going to do a really cool thing today, Chris. And it's kind of prefacing a an article that you're putting together. That's right. I got roped. I got roped into. No, I I volunteered to to do an article for a Green and Healthy Maine. They have a homes edition, and uh, it comes out quarterly. So Green and Healthy Maine Homes. Yeah, great magazine. It is, and it's run by really great people. And um, with, who are, you know, true to the cause. Of, right, really care. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we we love when we're a part of that magazine. Yes, exactly. Same here. And uh, so, yeah, I said, I'd, I'd sure, I'll do an article about siding. Uh, it was just through a conversation I was having with Heather Chandler, the chief editor, and um, about what, what, what we're working on. And I'm like, uh, and just at that moment, I'm like working on siding and how, we always have clients who are like, what, what do I use? And I'm like, well, that's a good topic to talk about. So here we are. But right, and wouldn't it be nice to have a like a chart in front of you? Exactly, Phil. I said, well, let's compare a whole bunch of different things because some sightings are good yeah. in one aspect and not so great in other aspects. Exactly. So maybe like a consumer reports like chart only from a green architect's perspective. That, Phil, will be the end result of this conversation, and uh, we'll post this chart that we're going to conjure on the air That's right. <laughs> in front of all you like people. Magic. Like magic. And then magic. no one will need to hire us anymore. That's right. They'll just go, Oops. they'll just read magazine articles and not hire architects. That's just fine. Uh, don't do that. So, uh, but before we if do that- only it was as easy as choosing uh, your siding. I know. I'm waiting for CAD programs to get good enough, right? And you just hit the design button. Just hit that. All right. What is this, Phil? What am I drinking? First, tell me if you like it or not. Uh, hang on a second. Usually we toast first. Mm. Yes, I do. Toast. Yeah, you can toast. No. Go, buddy. Um, yes, I love this. It's not quite a Negroni, is it? No, it's what not. What have you done, Phil? It's a Monte Negroni. A Monte Negroni. Aha. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> so Negroni... Is to me, it's a wonderful summery drink. Yeah. All right. And God, it's so simple. It's three parts. 
It's gin. Yep. It's vermouth, sweet vermouth, mm-hmm. and Campari, that funny-looking Italian right. bitter, bitter liquor right. drink. That you, as a kid, just drank straight up. That's right. Thinking Na- you're being nasty. Really- like, <laughs> but, you know, it's, a, it's an adult drink. So your palate now can... Uh, appreciates Campari? It does. I think I'm a I'm grown up now, so I'm a little more sophisticated. Apparently, you look more grown up. Thank you. you look Thank a you. Older. Is it the, the lack of hair on my head? <laughs> it's the gray ones on your beard. Yeah, that that too. I yeah. think both of them. So I set out to to come here with a Negroni. Just let's just start sure. simple. Let's do a summer Negroni. Great. Three ingredients. Simple ingredients. It's so simple. Right. And frankly, I just didn't have time to come up with anything more interesting, <laughs> no, Chris. That's, but that's good because, like, we've had those listeners who say, I love your fancy smoked pineapple drink, but dang. There's no way in hell. Yeah, right? I can't I can't whip that up. I bet one. I bet at least one made the smoked pineapple Oh, I, I know. Dude, l- listeners, go make that drink. That yeah, was And let one. me know. Just let us know. That yeah. would be really cool if you made it. All right. We're burning uh, up time. Let's do this. All right. So, but I was out of Campari. Oh, I see. And I, I looked, in, I looked in my cupboard and I saw the Montenegro. And I said to my wife, I bet there's a Montenegroni. I bet there's a drink called that. Nice. Yeah, it took me about three seconds to find it online. And sure enough, it's just Montenegro substituted for Campari. Well, and so I think it's better. I think it's better. How it about better. that? You it know, is better. Montenegro is another Amaro, mm-hmm. um, you know, sweet liqueur that's... A similar in sweetness to Campari. It's got a sweet and bitter, and but it's got a little bit more of a chocolate notes, yeah. a little bit more of anise notes. Um, so take that, vermouth, gin, equal parts, dead simple. It's mix more, it up and yeah, it's more mellow than a like a Negroni kind of has like Campari sort of has a brightness to it. Am I being weird by saying that? No, it like, absolutely has a brightness to it. Yeah, and this sort of takes that edge off there. So. Yeah, it feels like you need to be celebratory and giggly when you have a Negroni and come on. Yeah. I don't just, I just want to hang out. All right, cool. So let's hang out talk about wood. Let's talk more about <laughs> wood. Well, we're going to talk about siding, but I, we're going to launch in with, um, so I actually I, I should, we're going to start with wood siding, I'll say, but, uh, we should talk about how we are going to talk about the siding materials because we have, um, you know, how often does this happen, Phil? You've got a client, he comes in and he says something along the lines of, I I love wood, but I, I hate painting. I want to be sustainable. I want it to be affordable. Um, what do you got? Or what what should I be looking at? What's the perfect siding for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, is there a perfect siding? Uh, no. And that's, I mean, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. No. There's, there's, I mean, there's. If um, there was, we wouldn't be having this conversation. That's right. Right. Everyone would be just specifying the same thing. But, but, um, here's the thing: people want, you know, they want to be beautiful. They want to be uh, sustainable. They want to be durable, and they want to be affordable. And those are all subjective. And every client uh, has a different idea of what those things are and has a different priority of each one of those things that we're balancing. So, and the builders have different ideas. Yes. Right. Oh my God. This is hard to cut. This is hard to put on. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. It affects cost. Right. But so it's to be considered. Right. So remember you, you, you alluded to a chart that we're going to be making. So we're, we're going to be, uh, we're going to talk about each material, uh, that, that we think, you know, we should be considering for our siding. And then we're going to talk about in terms of cost, 
durability, embodied carbon, because we're all about that now. Ding, 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 ding. Embodied carbon. Very important. Uh, aesthetics, uh, ease of installation, toxicity, and then it's end of life. Um, it's disposal. Does it get, is it recyclable or is it, you know, just get into a landfill? So, um, so, you know, I think, I think it's best to start with natural woods. And isn't that kind of the default? It is for us. You think about for years and years, that's what buildings have been sided with. That's what we started with. Yeah. That was it. That was all we had for a long time. I mean, there was masonry, right? Yep. Yeah. But for homes? Yeah. Wood. Yeah. And wood done right uh, is highly, highly durable um, and um, beautiful. It's everything. It's it's like- More pluses than minuses. Exactly. It is the most technologically advanced material we have at our disposal, and it's given to us by Mother Nature. So, lucky us. Yeah, she's all right. She's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, uh, yeah, let's let's start with, uh, uh, let's just start with, oh, one more thing. Uh, we are a couple of New Englanders talking to you. We're from Maine. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure thing, Bob. That's... <laughs> That's right. (laughs) Yeah. So we uh, are going to have, we're going to be slightly biased in that, in that uh, region and we won't even really know it. Um, Like we're going to, for example, we're going to start off talking about Eastern white cedar. And for you people down, you know, Southwest or whatever, you're going to be like cedar. Where the hell am I going to get that? Or, you know, or Eastern white. Why would I ever use white cedar when the red cedar is right here? So, and that's a very valid question. You shouldn't. Probably not. Probably not. So let's start Eastern White Cedar. So here we go. Um, there, you know, there are some some woods that are naturally rot and decay resistant more than other. Right. So you woods. think of cedar. Um, yep. Cedar, Redwood. Cypress. Cypress. Uh, there's others. What are yeah, the but there, there's not too many others that are on the market. Right. You can find it out there. Those, I, are the, those are kind of the big ones. Yeah. I hear about black locust. What? Really? Maybe. I hear about. Uh, Oh, mm-hmm. there's the elusive uh, Hackam attack uh, here. Yeah, in large. Yeah, which is a large. Which yeah, and uh, I wouldn't say it's elusive. It's there, and I don't. It's not as rot resistant as cedar. Right. Exactly. So I let's know. let's just stick with the ones that were, you can go get it your local lumber yard or whatever without, or Home Depot without going crazy. Um, so eastern white cedar for us. That's like a, uh, uh, you know, cedar's a small tree. The white cedar is a smaller tree than your, than it's, you know, western. Than the red cedar. Than the red cedar. And so often you'll see that used as shingles um, because you can get smaller pieces. And uh, so like the heartwood of a tree is going to be um, uh, truly rot. The, I should say this, for cedar, for example, the sapwood is not that rot resistant, but the heartwood really is. And so as you're making these clabbards and shingles out of a small tree, you have a lot of little bits that are less durable and that, um, uh, you know, don't hold up to the elements as well, which is why you have a lot of natural variability in the material when it goes up. Um, and, and differences, it, it's weird. Sometimes you can have one shingle in this run of Shingles, it's just like, for some reason, this one is just giving way and buckling and rotting and I got to replace it. Mm-hmm. And it, So just side question, yeah. are we talking about shingles or clapboards? Uh, well, because both. Because there's a difference. There is a difference. But but I, I, in my brain, I was 
visualizing shingles because that's how Eastern white is usually used. All right, let's keep going, but I, I have an anecdote about oh, shingles I, versus claps. Okay, great. Eastern white. We'll, we'll do that. But so, so Eastern white, you can, if it's thick enough and it's from the heartwood, you can put it up, nail it, and walk away. No coatings, no mm-hmm. nothing. And you're probably good for, if, if you've detailed it correctly. Mm-hmm. What's uh, your number? What for how years? long? Yeah. Uh, all right. If you've if you've got it uh, uh, on a rain screen mm-hmm. uh, scenario, twenty years easy. Oh, more than that. Well, we don't yeah. know because we, there's no rain screens that are twenty years old. Well, that that's true. Uh, however, if you've got that close to the ground, it's getting some black backsplash. It's got some it's some moisture. It's you know then it's gonna you got into twenty years. But if you're up higher mm-hmm. and you're sheltered and you're protected. Oh man, really long time, really long time. I mean, oh, there's yeah. over 50 years for sure. We've seen old barns and yeah, houses. there are New England clabbered buildings that are, you know, clabbered or shingled, clabbered. Okay, not shingled, but clabbered that have been uh, basically because they're leaky enough that they're drafty enough and protected enough and <laughs> maintained enough that they're still around from you know it's the same original siding from 17 whatever. Yeah, um, they exist. I wouldn't plan on that. Like, That's across not across the board. Exactly. Right? Um, but 35 to 50 years? Sure. Sure. Sure, right? Sure. Definitely. But um, what you might want to start thinking of doing is um, coatings for that. And we'll get back. We'll get, we'll, we'll talk about treated woods and coatings and things uh, mm-hmm. a little bit later on. But, right. But wouldn't it be nice if we had a wood that was naturally rot resistant and then we could just kind of leave it forever? Exactly. That's, a, that's our eastern white cedar. It's pretty it's pretty darn solid. It is. I'll go out on a limb and say I think it's the most sustainable siding material that we have at our disposal here in New England. So, I'm with you. Okay. Great. Would, then, you, would we say, are we going to talk about red cedar? Is that yeah, the, yeah, let's go right into that. Yeah. So is that the corollary for yeah. other places? Yeah, you know, probably. I mean, you know, I, that's what I tend to think. You know, it, it looks different. So we're talking about aesthetics too. Right. Because the, the thing that about Eastern white cedar, it's a real look. It's, you know, here we are in Maine, New yeah. England. It's a look. Yeah. You go out to the West Coast, red cedar is more of a look. That's true. And they weather very differently. They do. You know, the Eastern white is turns this, this lovely gray over time. Well, if, let's talk about that for a second. Mm-hmm. So, so like your classic Eastern white, uh, shingles or clabbers or whatever on the coast where it gets this c- consistent salt spray, s- salt spray and, and dense <clears throat> fog. It makes it weather very evenly because it sees <clears throat> that weather it's weathered um, very evenly. But you take any, any wood, any either pine or cedar, any of those things. And basically where, you know, where it sees moisture, it will gray and where it sees both moisture and sunlight, it will darken and go black. So, you will have this variation where you have this nice overhang protecting your shingles, but then, you know, the shingles don't weather very well, very much under there. And then, then below that, of course, it starts weathering. And then you turn around and the other facade is a different weathering. And so you have a very natural look. It's naturally going gray. I personally have no problem with this. And I think it actually looks good and you can actually play around with it. And, and like you see some architects, they, they remove the overhang so that they have a very uniform weathering on on their wood. Hmm. 
not necessarily the strategy I support, but I see that see that done a lot. But the artsy fartsy term is that you can see the phenomenology of the sure. sighting. Sure, you can see how the weather reacts with the sighting. Yep, and you can see the wind turning the corner, and you can see where south is versus north. And it's evident, and it's kind of beautiful. I think yeah, you see the I'm, natural wear, and you see the you know how the building that you designed is affected by the landscape. Yeah, and it's microclimate. It goes gray naturally, just like me. All right, it sounds like we're in love. We're in love. We're in love with, with Eastern Wade. We are. Not everyone shares this though. I have clients who are like I can't stand that. So the solution then would be, well, let's paint it. Right, let's you, coat it. You paint it, coat it, treat it somehow. Right. Right. And there's a couple of different things, and we'll get into that the, the, yeah. the treated thing next. Sure. So western red, the cousin to the eastern cedar, right? Mm -hmm. It's has that same uh, pungent smell, and that that is polyoxyphenols. That's what that smell is, by the way. <laughs> I'm so impressed with you. I know. I'm it's writing just, an article. I'm you researching. Never cease to amaze me, Mr. <laughs> Briley. So anyway, the. But it's it's a it's a real corollary. The more odiferous, the more piney that wood smells, it you know, uh, the more polyoxyphenols. They're phenols, you know, that are um, protecting that wood. It's it's the acids and oils. You know, the more that it has, and so the more resistant it is. So if you think of like Doug fir, oh, that's that's kind of odiferous, not as odiferous, but you know, and so it weathers a little bit better. So as a little barometer for yourself, the more more it's pungent and smells like pine, the more resistant it is. And that's kind of, that's kind of how it pans out. Um, so Western red, very similar. Um, it will go darker because it has greater tannins in the wood. So that's why you see it. Yeah. It almost looks like it's rotten. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Meh, I don't love it. And you know, it's, it's, like, it's part of a look. Right. Right. And I think it fares better in some of the drier climates where it, it weathers to a, a more handsome gray or dark gray but out here it will go black and i don't know shingles that are you know black and, and come from far away so yeah. man so how do you want to rank this are we going to oh yeah introduce and then rank or are we going to talk well about I, each one of these things and well I, yeah let's man. talk about each one so so phil eastern white cedar cost i i think this is a good this is a good middle of the road. So are we doing like one through fives here? Yes, one through fives in each of these these categories. One is cheap, a five is expensive. Correct. Okay. And three then, is what I would say. A three is perfect. That's that's you actually with that? Yeah. I am because we're gonna get to vinyl siding and that's one. Right. If vinyl is one and like Masonry is five. Right. Stone is five. Stone is five. Right in the middle. Then this is three. Um and then durability. And you Are know? we talking about shingles or clapboards? Because clapboards may be closer to even like a two. Let's hear your anecdote. I think it's time. Well, I think shingles, we did a house uh, about nine years ago. Mm -hmm. And we came back um, because the homeowner called us and said, can you take a look at the siding? I'm not really crazy about how it's weathering in a couple different spots. Mm -hmm. We go, oh, well. It's not that simple, but let's look. You know, we did Eastern White Cedar on the entire building untreated, okay? Mm. Some with shingles. Untreated. Some are clapboards. Oh, really? Okay. Some are on the south side, looking great. Yeah. Some are on the north side and the northwest side, specifically getting a lot of wind, 
Yeah. Looking not so great. Now the shingles were good, but the clapboards were having problems. Interesting. We had weaved the corners mm -hmm. and the end grain was exposed. And we ah. started it and it wasn't really drying out on the north side that was really particularly windy. Um so they started they started rotting. They started really looking dark and worn way more than they should have been wearing at That's this point in time. Yeah. Um we're not so replacing them. We're actually just going to extend the roof line. Wow. So we, we, we okay. need, we, in these two spots, we're going to protect them better. So really, it was about the way the water fell on them and didn't dry them out. There you go. They're still tough. Yeah. You know, there's I think a reason why. Them. There's a but reason. it was really interesting because you see a very uneven weathering on the boards, mm -hmm. particularly on the north side. It's, not, it, it's not that softness hmm. on the claps versus the, versus the shingles. Hmm. Have you done corner boards instead of weaving them? Would have been very different. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think so. I'm not 100 percent positive. That's my that's my guess. Yeah, statics play a lot of, in this. Like I love to weave corners rather than mm -hmm. corner boards. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in agreement, right? Looks much cleaner. So then the next category I've got cost. We said three durability. Mm -hmm. This is a good category. The higher the number, the better. It's pretty darn durable. We gave it a really high number. I mean, is this a well, if stone, you know, if, if stone's five, then it's, I think we're... Right, if stone lasts for 200 years or more, right? <laughs> or more, yeah. Right. So is this a three or is yeah. this a four? I think it's a three. Okay. Maybe a four. I'll put a three. 3.5. <laughs> just to be complicated. <laughs> Embodied carbon's another thing we judge this on. Here, if you get, Phil, if you get an FSE certified wood siding, then you're a carbon negative. So like this could be like a zero or even a negative. Right. And we're not going to talk more about embodied carbon. Nope, Listen nope. to our last podcast. That's right. But, but this is pretty great. I'm just going to give it a one or a zero or something like that. Wait, is that, so that's good? Yes. We're not doing a five is good? No. When the chart comes out, there are categories that are good and they are green and there are categories that are red and they're bad. Okay. You realize we're not going to be able to total it up then. Oh my God. No. Everyone's just going to have to take a drink and relax and just go with us on this one. You know, I'm in on that. All right. So embodied carbon is low and that's good. Okay. Uh, aesthetics, it's going to be high. You know, give it a three or a Oh, this is at least a four. four. Maybe a, yeah, four. Oh yeah. Maybe in a five. And yep. then, and then uh, ease of installation. That's, it's pretty easy. Um, you know, shing here's the difference, you know, shingles, uh, lower material cost, higher installation cost, because mm -hmm. it's just more, uh, more labor involved, uh, and then clabbers the opposite. So, yeah, we'll we'll total these up later. We'll make a chart, but it's more middle of the road, lower, lower on the. It's it's pretty easy to install, right? You, I think it's pretty easy to install. I mean, if we think about vinyl again being the easiest and yes. stone being the hardest, yeah, this is like a. Like a 2.5. Yeah. Two or three. It's a real middle of the road product, oh, isn't it? Yep. Uh, and then toxicity, this zero. No, it's awesome. It is awesome. And then uh, disposal. Oh, wait, we can do zeros? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then disposal, zero, because this is, you could, you know, you use it. It's, it's great. Yeah, it's wood. So you can have a nice, cozy fire if you want. You want afterwards? Um, you, yeah, not not great for the embodied carbon no, piece. But. No, better to sequester it in your or on your building and let last for a long time. Phil, how old do you think the oldest wood structure is? Ooh, 
You know the answer to this. I do know and the I answer. I'm, I didn't research. Do you think it's more than a hundred years old? I do. More than a thousand years old. I would probably think it is. All right. More it's than... an old like Japanese structure or something that's it like is. two thousand years it's old. A is my Japanese guess. temple that is at least thirteen hundred years old. Wow. All right. It's the same. It's the same wood. Thirteen hundred. Think about that. Wood timbers and structures and even outer little ornamental pieces that have been hand carved. They're thirteen hundred years old. And that's because they're sheltered and they're allowed to dry. So they don't ever, they're never truly subject. And also they've been subjected to a lot of smoke. We'll get into that too. But, um, but even then, it's like uh, detailed correctly, wood is amazing. Wood is good. So we've done cedars. Mm-hmm. But then we also have, I'm just going to group all the pines. Did we, did we get all the, do we? Those are all chart? our things. And, and yeah. red, we're going to say, is similar. Similar enough to white. Similar enough to not white that we don't have to waste air time on. Yeah, and, and pine, you know, we get a lot of pine here. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a little different because it's not rot resistant the same way, so you got to treat it. Exactly. It's fairly rot resistant, <laughs> but not, you know, you can't just leave it. Like, I, I, know, I know a guy, I know a builder who loves just doing Eastern white, put it out there, and you're done. And it's mm-hmm. affordable- and his theory is that, you know, if that lasts 25 years and then I got to replace it, f- fine. For the cost it, it was to put up there, you know, and it looks good, I'll replace it in 25 years. You know, it's, it's you know, a quarter of the cost of, you know, doing any of these other fancier things. So so the, you're talking about pine? I'm talking about, yeah, or cedar. Pine. regular okay. pine, regular like, pine. like, like uh, <laughs> eastern white pine, big mm-hmm. boards, planks. Board and batten, ages and weathers rapidly. So, but. so let's just go through the pine really quickly right sure. now because yeah. it's, um, you know, durability wise, yeah, it gets a lower score. It does until you start coating it. I mean, if you again, you know, there are pine clabbers that are in existence that have been around for over a hundred years easily, and that's because they've been, they've been really old leaky buildings, so they've essentially been on a rain screen that is the building, mm-hmm. you know, so they've been able to dry. Um, they probably have lead paints mm-hmm. on them and stuff. But. but if I, if I think about cost, I give pine, pine's cheaper than cedar. Oh yeah. Pine's way cheaper. So that's a two instead of a, oh yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of durability, that, that it gets marked down in uh, my book. Uh, mine as well. Yeah. And is that the only difference between pine and cedar? Um, Aesthetics, possibly, because pine needs to be painted. It needs a coating. Otherwise, it's not, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, unless you're taking the attitude of, yeah, fine, I'll replace it in 20 years, which is not an attitude I usually adopt. Um, then, you know, you're looking at a painted, covered product. Right. And the check is if somebody said to you, all factors removed except for aesthetics and they cost the same, do you want pine or cedar on your building? Cedar. Cedar. Yeah. yeah, same. Yeah, and more more even grain. And I and I think when when we're talking about pine, we should be we should say we're talking about like uh, SP. We're talking about spruce, pine, fir, even hemlock. You know, yeah, uh, that that um, you know you can find in different categories of of finish and, and unfinished. But as a natural material, it's you're probably not going to just stick it out there in the elements raw by itself without coatings. So what about the treated wood grids? All right, let's let's get there. So so you've got 
the acetylated wood. All right, let's do that. Right. Yeah. And I, honestly, you're going to have to help me with this because I can't remember which one was the vinegar impregnated that's that stuff. One. That's the acetylated. Yeah, that's that's acetosilic acid. Okay. Which is basically industrial strength vinegar. It, what you're doing is you're taking a radiata pine, you're taking a pine and you are doing a pressure treatment to it. Only instead of toxic chemicals, you're just using like industrial strength vinegar. And if I handed you a sample of it and you smelled it, you'd be like, huh, smells like salt and vinegar chips. Pass me the salt. Let's eat this thing. Don't eat it. It's, you know, that'll probably hurt your tummy, but, but it's, um, it's a, so when it goes on, it looks like you just put raw pine on your, on your building. That's what we put the Maine Coast Waldorf School. That's what we yeah, coated right. it with. Yeah, right. It looks fantastic. Yeah. And we just left it. It's a, uh, we don't even have a ceiling on it. We're, you know, yeah. coating free. Um, and so what you've done is you've, uh, uh, you know, changed the chemistry of the wood and, uh, so that the pH is, oh crap, I'm either, it's either really high or really low. Uh, I always get those mixed low up. Low is basic, right? Because it's got vinegar, oh, so you. it's probably that. It's pro probably that. Write in and tell us how <laughs> drunk and wrong we are on that one. Uh, oh, we opened ourselves up for that. But but um, essentially, uh, you know, it goes by the brand name Akoya or Perennial Woods, if that's still around. Um, uh, there, there are other... Uh, Snively Woods. Is that, is that right? Or there's, <laughs> it sounds like a villain. It does. Like <laughs> Snively has My your name wood. Is Snively Woods. <laughs> um, so that's acetylated wood. Um, and and now if we had to just rate these, okay. So if this yeah. is pine, durability probably goes up two notches. Oh, it's it's very durable. I, I think we just we it's probably like a four. Okay. And then, and then cost probably goes up at least one or two. Oh yeah. Right. It's it also goes up four. probably two. There yeah. you go. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, uh, embodied carbon is still pretty low. Mm -hmm. It's still pretty low. The, the process of acetylation is not that, um, energy intensive. Not really harder to cut or put up. Right. Aesthetics is still beautiful. It mm -hmm. still looks like it's that natural wood look that you want. And it is going to mm -hmm. gray out. Uh, slowly, mm -hmm. um, in the same manner as your cedars. Um, and then ease of installation, also very easy. Um, and toxicity, really low. So there we right. go. All right. So those are pretty good. Um, any other woods we need to talk about? Like the exotic woods? What have, I mean. Well, I, I have some more. I, I know. Oh, oh, oh you want to talk about Torrified first? I do. All right. I do. Because so, our offices use this a lot. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Cambia is one of the brand names. There, there are a few others out there, but it, it's a torification or a thermally modified wood. And it's usually a hardwood fill, like, like, like poplar would be the last material in the world I'd stick out in the elements right. to survive. No way. But what, but what they do is they take it and they cook it in an oxygen-free kiln up to like 500 degrees, you know, like it would ignite, except there's no oxygen. So, and that's the same process by which you make charcoal basically oh, okay where you know it's going to start steaming and and uh you know smoking and then they actually capture that steam and smoke and ignite it and use it to kill to kill and dry itself so it's like you know you prime the pump and then you actually use the material itself to to um cook it and so when you're done you have a, a piece of wood that's been transformed you know chemically basically all the energy has been robbed out of it and it looks beautiful. If you imagine poplar, only now it's it's it looks like a tropical hardwood. 
that's like free of knots and everything. Mm. It's it's gorgeous, and we use it a lot. So that's cool. I don't don't think I've ever actually specified that. Oh, you're gonna now. I you're think gonna. I might. <laughs> no, it's really it's really great. Um, and you can. I, I know there's one plant in New Hampshire that we um, specify from, and there's one. In, there was one in South Carolina that burned down that I think is now back in action. Um, that caused us a real problem on a project once, but, um, Oops. yeah, uh, but also you can see, I, we've installed that without sealing it. Although I think if I do it again, I'm going to seal it and mm -hmm. make it last even longer. So, so where does, where does that rank compared to okay, a standard pine? All right. Uh, and more and expensive, more expensive cost. We just, by oh, by two yeah. little bumps. we're up there. Yeah. We're up there at four and five. We're up, we're up there. Um, Calza. yeah, I mean, it's. It would be like importing really clear Western red cedar for us here in New England. Mm. And it's comparable then. It. Actually, you know, like it's like $7 a square foot, you know. So, mm -hmm. But durability again. Durability is up. up there. Aesthetics way up there, in my opinion. That even better than the acetylated? I think so. Okay. I think so. It has so, that dark, that warmth. So to Torrified it. might be around the acetylated, but maybe a little better looking. Right. Ease of installation, builders love this. If you imagine like, you know, poplar trim on the inside, yeah. you're doing that on the outside. You know, that's great. You can oh, get really so that's tight. That's an upgrade with that. It is. It's gorgeous. Uh, and toxicity, no problem. And disposal, also no problem. So um, that's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, All right. Now, you want other to talk, woods. You want to talk about exotics? No, I don't because I think they're... <laughs> so we're just done. Are there any, said, any reason really to use them? I mean, yes, they're beautiful. Yeah. Well, that's... They're from right. far away. So the embodied carpet, I mean, that goes against yeah, a let's lot play, of what let, we believe in. Yeah. Let's play it a little lip service because people are considering them. They're thinking more about decks and things. But you think about some of these mm -hmm. fancier sure. commercial buildings, they want something that's going to last a long time. They start looking at mahogany or e-pay. Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, of, of that, or even teak, you know, but here's the deal, people. If you're, if you're trucking in, if you're boating in like this wood that's from, you know, so far away, and then you, then you tell yourself, oh, wait, it's FSE certified mahogany, Phil, you know, from, from Brazil or somewhere or other. I don't know. The lumber yard, I'm just getting it from the lumber right. yard. Which Bruce King actually says FSC is better. That's even right. if it's, uh, even if it's further away, right? And non FSC locally, right? But then he cautions, and as would I, if you're getting it from South America, there, it's a sketchy game down there, really sketchy. Is it really FSC? Exactly. It's more like it's more like uh, there's no you know you're trusting the stamp and the paperwork as it comes over, and and you know this is the. You know, this is the Brazilian rainforest where people, you know, literally die over, you know, feuds of, you know, land and who owns it and, you know, what can be done with it. And it's, it's a, it's a tough place. As I understand, I'm just a privileged white American living in Maine thinking about using mahogany for my, you know, I don't know, for my, for my fancy uh, siding. But here's the deal. You can avoid all that conflict, all that weirdness, and all that uncertainty about, is this really an FSC certification, or is it somebody paid somebody to put this stamp on it and get it? So I guess what I'm saying is it's very sketchy to get something from South America for your exotic woods. Philippine mahogany, on the other hand, is probably you know, legitimately FSC certified if it is 
certified. So, but then you are boating it over and I'd ask you, you know, couldn't you use some of these other woods that we just talked about in, in its place instead and, you know, save a, you know, ancient tree or, you know, that could be doing great. Right. How good. important is it to you? I mean, it's kind of not our ethos. It's not the kind of architects we are. Yeah. You know, for for some, you know, all that matters is is the look and yep. to hell with everything else. Right. Um, but that's just not sustainable yep. in general. You know, I've I've not... been to the International Builders Show in mm -hmm. Las Vegas, Phil, where you can find oh god anything. And, you know, it's like what what's the oh there's a whole booth on eBay and like oh my god <laughs> like I'm like losing. Make inside your house and human skin. Yeah, exactly. We. You know, these bush, do you like- Just say the word. Bush baby hide. We can we put, can we can, you know, coat your entire roof with it. Jesus. It's like magic. Jesus. I feel, I feel terrible. <laughs> I feel like I need a break, Phil. Me too. Let's take a break for our sponsor and, uh, and we'll come right back. All right. Definitely. All right. Cheers. This episode of Green Architects Lounge is proudly sponsored by Pinnacle Window Solutions, focused on providing high-performance window solutions throughout New England since 2009. With 70 years combined experience, Pinnacle Window Solutions has the expertise and knowledge to guide you through the most challenging window and door projects imaginable. More at PinnacleWindowSolutions.net. Now back to the Green Architects Lounge. And we're back. Hey, Phil. Hey, Chris. Thanks again to Pinnacle Window Solutions. Yeah, as always, um, they do great work, and we we've specified them many times. So um, we don't let we don't let anybody just sponsor us. Uh, we let a lot of people, if they'd like, feel free to contact, <laughs> <laughs> feel free to contact us and sponsor an episode. Um, but uh, yeah, they, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Pinnacle. That's right. Um, You're awesome. Yeah. So where were we? We were talking about siding, Phil. Yeah, we went through wood. Yep. Which we we're very fond of in general. I think so. I so, think that's the that's the takeaway is, you know, you and I, I mean, it's no secret, we gravitate towards wood siding mm -hmm. and, um, for sustainable reasons, but uh, aesthetic reasons as well. All right. If you look at our websites, that's yeah. the majority of it. But there's a bunch of other things. So right, that's, here we are. We're going to try to do a... Not quite the speed round, but let's. We've got a a bunch more to hit, and I think I think it, we'll go faster. We may yeah. not go through the chart laboriously. You can you can look up our chart. We are gonna we will post it on our lame Facebook page, and of course in greenbuildingadvisor.com. and and also in the article that I'm writing, uh, it'll show up in September. Right, so we'll post that on the website too, exactly, or on the Facebook page. Yeah, yeah for <clears throat> so composites, Chris. I mean, I think that's the thing that we. It, if we had to guess, what do we use next in line in terms of sheer quantity? Fiber, what have we used? Fiber cement. Probably, uh, right? Is really gaining, uh, they've got a large chunk of the, of the market out there. And- um, Is gaining, has gained. It has gained and, mm. it, and it continues to gain. And it's like, uh, so like the, the major players are uh, James Hardy, Hardy Plank, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Certainteed. Certainteed. Nichiha, we oh, specify. Yeah. Nichiha. Uh, I, and usually I almost always prefer Nichiha over the others. Um, you know, like James Hardy, they've, they're still paying out lawsuits for um, asbestos. 
So I don't know if you know ah, that. Ah, I do not. Oh yeah. So oh, I'm going on a tangent. We were going to be we we're going to do lightning round, but I'm ruining it with my. We're not tangents. very good at lightning round, no, you and not. I. No, we're not. So yeah, James Hardy. Uh, you know, they used to be. They were originally asbestos manufacturers, and so then they had a lot of uh, lawsuits and whatnot, and then they changed their formulas, and they were some of the first to do fiber cement without asbestos in it, and. Uh, then they left, they're an Australian company, I think, and mm -hmm. they left Australia, sure. uh, and based themselves in the Netherlands, uh, to, re to avoid certain lawsuits. Sounds like quite a trip. It is. And then I think they're in Ireland now or Scotland, Ireland. Are they but, keep getting kicked out of town? Well, no, I think they keep relocating to sort of rebrand themselves. And I mean, just as they keep entering the, they're doing a good job of avoiding the asbestos spotlight because they, they haven't made asbestos for a long time. I mean, that's... I don't even think of asbestos when I think of them. You no, know, no, I think that I. it's a very solid composite. Right. It's very durable. We thought of it... We've thought of it as a as a pretty darn green material. Right. And For a long time. And for... I think for maybe a split second, I had the, uh, oh, wow, these guys are charlatans who made, you know, uh, asbestos and are trying to get away with not paying their dues. Actually, it's the opposite. They're now paying their dues. And by you buying, you know their product, they're able to pay out, uh, stay solvent and I pay see. out oh. these poor people who've, you know, still have, you know, lawsuits filed. Interesting. So, yeah. So don't feel bad specifying. I think that's my final takeaway is don't feel bad specifying mm -hmm. James Hardy. Although I think the the recycled content of Nishiha is much higher. So I usually go with mm -hmm. them. So in terms of composites, fiber cement composites, these things come in claps. Clapboards. Yep. Oh, yeah. Any yeah. kind of They shape. come in shingles. Yep. They, they come in panels. Panels. There's a lot of panels. Trim. I think, yeah, a lot of trim. Yep. Um, we tend not to use them for trim, but, um, you know, so here's the deal with fiber cement. Um, it's made from silica, the most abundant material in the world, basically. I mean, that's its primary ingredient. Uh, is literally made from dirt, from sand, I guess, or whatever. Uh, mixed with different... Uh, organic fibers and because it's held together with cement it's you know a lot more inert than it's, it's a lot more reactive than wood in terms of moisture and climate and all that so it doesn't move as much so it holds paint longer so mm -hmm. if you believe the literature I mean if you read through these things and you like I have customers who who think like oh I want to use fiber cement siding because it, it doesn't rot or decay or need any maintenance it's zero maintenance right. I'm like whoa yeah it is not zero man's. You're you're buying a painted product that you need to keep out of. You have to keep it from soaking up water because if it does, it will buck that right. paint. And you need like, to paint the edges and right. You know exactly the holes, all of the above. And when the builder installs it, he's gonna if he cuts it, you know that saw will hit it and it will be a cloud of silica. That's right. Um, that is. Not nice to In fact, you'll probably need a different blade for your saw. Exactly. And, and then, then the manufacturer will say, well, you should use the, the cutter that we give you that is, you know, shears it. And sure, okay, all that's great. But here's the deal. The fiber cement, that's, you know, the cement part of it, like we talked about, that's a lot of embodied energy and carbon mm -hmm. to make it. So you're making out of a very abundant material. So it's resource efficient, but it's energy inefficient. And it is not the zero maintenance product that the main that the, the manufacturers would exactly. have, have us believe. Right. So 
while it is, I will absolutely agree. Yes, it is more durable than wood as you're siding. Um, but I'm not sure, Phil, that it's worth the embodied energy cost. Um, and it's cheaper than the wood. Like we were talking about cedar. This is cheap. This is like, this is like a two, uh, this is what, and this is one of the reasons why it's emerged so quickly. Right. It's affordable and architects really like it, particularly like the panels. Hey, we can make yep. things look pretty contemporary. That's right. But we didn't have a material that could come in a panel that was durable and we could feel good about right. for a long time. And when you do a panel, then it starts to get even more affordable. Usually. That's it, right. Usually. If you detail it properly, detailing right. tricks. Um, and well, one of my pet peeves with the panels is that it's really of this time. I yeah. mean, I think we're going to look up in 20 years and say, oh, yeah. I remember that. that. Time, I remember that. Everybody was doing those panels, all yeah. those buildings, all those. You remember the Multi families in the, yeah, <laughs> in Seattle and Austin and Boston and Portland, Maine now, apparently. Right. You remember the yeah, odds and the teams, Phil, when we were doing fiber cement panels? Yeah. We're going to be old men. On I the, remember those on days. Stoop. Yeah. We're going to be at podcast number 200. That's right. <laughs> yeah, only 200 at that point. <laughs> All right. So, um, uh, so that's, that's fiber cement, but there, right. there are other composites like, mm -hmm. um, LP smart side. Uh, you know, this is a, um, you know, it's instead of using a, a cement base, you know, it's basically wood fiber and coated in wax and then suspended in like a, a a polymerized uh, binder. I think of it like wood fiber in Trex almost. It's more like right. it's more like Trex than it is like fiber cement. Yeah, it's kind of plasticky, but sort of wood wood based yeah. thing. You know, I mean, that's how I kind of think of it. Yeah, and then and then it comes with a pre finished zinc borate coating on it. That's like a you know, it's like a it's like a pre finished wood, and that's also one of the allures of the fiber cement is it's pre finished. Mm -hmm. So you you know. That's that factory coating that's going to last 15 years. So there's the ease, the durability. Right. So this has gained a lot of popularity. And I think I haven't done a lot of smart side, but I think I would prefer that over fiber cement for sustainability reasons. And cost-wise, they're about the same. So Aesthetics, I'm not so sure about. I'm not either. I'm not either. I, I uh, you know, like the fiber cements, usually, like I think of like a, a certainty uh, uh where it's smooth on one side, but it has the cedar pattern on the other, which doesn't look. Ugh! Much. Don't specify the cedar pattern, please. <laughs> we are of the same mind right. because it's like no, it's not wood. Don't do a fake wood right, pattern. Right. Do the smooth side. It is. It is what it is, right. and it's it going to look better me. anyway. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's my opinion. And, not alone. and yours. And the opinion mine. of yeah. the Green Architects Lounge. Uh. And so then, um, then there's another player that's kind of recent out there is the Boral True Exterior, mm -hmm. and that's and we a, use a lot of that in trim. Yeah, we use a lot of it in trim because we were we had that you know what do you use if you're not using wood, um, and you're you know trying not to use fiber cement because builders hate fiber cement trim because it's well most builders I shouldn't paint mm. them all with one big broad brush. So what's in what's the Boral? So yeah. the the thing with Boral is they call it a, a poly ash material. And essentially, that's a it's it's fly ash, you know, which is a byproduct oh, yeah. of the of the coal industry. So as long as we're burning coal, we have plenty of fly ash that we can use as a cement ish mm -hmm. substitute. And so, this is a product that uses polymers that is not PVC. Um, I don't know what polymers, but basically plastic composites with mm. um, 
so it's like LP Smart Side or like Trex or like those materials, but it's using a mineral instead of a, a wood fiber. And so you get, uh, you know, a material that is, you know, it's, it's basically a solid-ish plasticky kind of a, but, you know, mineral-based product. It, it looks pretty good when it's painted and, and but I will say it does like, like a plastic. And we haven't even talked about thermal expansion very much because we're just getting into the plastics here. But, no. but you have a lot of, it's a softer material that warps over time with both gravity and elements and sunlight and warmth and temperature and moves a lot. So plastics, here we go. Maybe we should start talking so, about it. So let me ask you, can, yeah, you think we can rank all these composites together? We can try. Yeah. Let's, let's maybe for the purpose of this podcast. Just yes. Just to talk. So cost, I think we're down less. We're down to two. two. I think so. We're down to two. We're saving a little money. Right. Durability. I think we're still in the, Three-ish, three yeah. yeah. Three, right. three and a half. We're up you know. there. Mm -hmm. I uh, think so, too. I mean, if you paint these, I mean, some of these, a lot of these you can get pre-painted. Yep. It'll last for 15 years, I bet. Yeah. I em hear. Embodied carbon, I think on our scale, these guys are right up at the top. Well, the there's going to be a slight difference there. The fiber cement is going to be much higher. So that might be the five or the four. That'll be the four. I'll say that's four. Yeah. But, but it's up there. Um, and then aesthetics, eh, it's hard to say because- it can be done really well. It can be done well. I mean, the the mo you can get really modern looks with the panels, and you can get very traditional looks with the collabers that they can fool even the best. Right. I will say that the things we have with aesthetics that as architects we can control. I mean, I really think that we should give it at least a three or a four. That it's mm -hmm. up to us to make it look good. I, I agree. think there's other things about the product that that we're scratching our heads about now. Yep. Ease but, of in, ease of install. I think I'm gonna bump as it. Long, wait, as yeah. long as you don't use the wood green version. That's right. Okay. Then, then, then zero one. one. Right. <laughs> uh, in terms of ease of installation, you know, it's probably a little bit harder and a little bit fussier than your wood clapboards. Mm -hmm. We are gonna have to bump it up. It can't really weave the corners. You on can't flaps, really. You know, I've done it. Yeah, we have too. And builders are really angry at us. <laughs> they do not like. They don't it. like it. And it really, um, because it's less stiff than your woods. So it's, I'm sure there's a joke in there. I'm going to let that go. Oh my God. It's the, it's the booze talking people. I'm sorry. So the, the it, <laughs> it's all right. What yeah. I'm, when what, the booze talks, it says entertaining things. <laughs> sometimes. Or just, it's obnoxious. Um, but <laughs> as you, as you do the siding, as you do uh, fiber cement siding, you know, it really shows every little bump and crevice you know so like if you're doing like an outsolation approach and you're like you know like you're you're i'm, I'm sorry i should shouldn't just drop that into a podcast midway if you do if you got that outer layer of of insulation where you've got insulation and then strapping and so it's a little squishy fill when you're when you're driving that those in you, you got to be careful to get those nicely aligned because when you put the siding on it's not like wood siding that will hide that those variations it will just follow it perfectly. So you, as you get closer and put your eye, you know, to the plane of the wood or to the plane of the fiber cement, you'll be like, oh, that just, that moves a lot. Yeah. It's you wiggly. see those, that bumping crevice. Yeah. <clears throat> By the way, I think if you and I had sort of a cartoon made yes. on our podcast, we'd probably call it bump and crevice. 
and it would be bump and you would be crevice and that sounds about right yeah don't you think and you know one would be kind of funny and the other one would be a little crabby i'm not quite sure their personality they may change uh, let's but. start let's start the merch we've got the don't be an air hole uh t-shirt and now the bump and bump crevice, crevice. t-shirt <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry crevice you were talking <laughs> sure thing bump we we're gonna hit uh toxicity uh so here these these are also pretty inert once they're made um toxicity's kind of low uh right. dis disposal's tough and there's really no place for the end of life of yeah, the fiber cement these? Nothing, yeah, nothing nothing it's not recyclable really it's not, bad yeah. yeah so that's that's another hard part for um fiber cement yeah that's a good thing to consider yeah and especially the ones that are real composites like the like the boral and the smart side what do you do with them at the end of the life uh. Uh, i don't know bump <laughs> <laughs> toss it in the landfill anyway all right so you know they're so they've got the they're they're plastic e right they're they've plastic got some... e but they're not pure plastics and so then the pure don't. plastics all right you pull out all the you know the attempts to pretend that you have anything to do with wood or any right. natural materials. there's no Just triangle stamp them. with a number on it that you can take to a recycler it's you know you're right you're in a, you're in trouble and we're going to get to that sol about, yeah we, shit out of luck we talked to talk about vinyl which is coming up right so then you're back to the pure plastics or vinyl all right here we go let's do it all right so you know when i think of vinyl i think oh god Really? No Same way. Here. Same here. I've done it. I, I'll put my hand up. I, I confess. We've done affordable multifamily buildings. Sure. Yeah, I, I don't judge you for it because it's, yeah. it's you know, the reason why vinyl... One, the first one we did was net zero. I'll say that. But vinyl's <laughs> on it. Okay. All right. Well, here's the thing. Vinyl is not, environmentally, it's not as bad as you probably think, but it is bad. So, like... You know, the, the embodied energy in it is not that high. The things that it's made from are, you know, petroleum products, which are, you know, as long as we're, as long as we're burning oil, we have this petroleum byproduct that we can use, we can make plastics out of. And, you know, if you have all these hydrocarbons, wouldn't it be better to, to make something out of it than burn it in a fuel you know, whatever. Anyway. That's really interesting because, you know, if yeah. it wasn't so ugly, maybe we'd have a different thought about vinyl. So another thing to, about vinyl, Phil, to really consider is, well, first, there's something about walking up to a building and pushing on it with my finger and it goes whoop, whoop, and it just, you know, it's, it's flimsy. I've told you to top, stop touching other people's buildings, Chris. <laughs> I'm going to keep Start doing it. Start with that. I can't, I can't, <laughs> you can't stop. help yourself. I can't help it. You're going to get arrested someday. Uh, I love touching buildings. I'm going to say I don't know you. You know that. Yeah. But when you do... When I do, I feel like this is cheap and gross and I don't like it. And it's like, you know, it's really, and so leaky. It's like it, it's really more of a covering than a siding. It's, you need a good underlayment to it if you're going to use it. And Right. I don't think anyone puts on vinyl without being apologetic about it. Like, you know, feeling like no, they I have think, to. No, I think there's some, like there's, there's some posts. In fact, there's a recent one on. GBA and Green Building Advisor, where someone is speaking in defense of vinyl siding and makes good points, but at the same time glosses over the fact that vinyl is toxic to make, toxic to dispose of, and very difficult to re to recycle. So um, 
In fact, I'm going to go on another tangent. So there's vinyl siding that we all know, but there's some new vinyl sidings, Phil, that are semi-terrifying, but mm -hmm. also, you know, they're they're higher end. So it's like Azac. It's like a foamed PVC. Yeah. But formed into a, a nice plank. So I'll walk up to it and I'll touch it with my finger and I won't be grossed out by its flimsiness. It'll be solid. I'll be like, aha, what it is, is this? It's so durable. And it is durable. And it ha even has a Kynar finish to it. I'm talking about, um, the, there's a company called Royal and they make a product called Select Siding, spelled with a C because that's classy. Like <laughs> <K>. <laughs> I and I know this because the topic came up in, in a, you know, I had a builder recommending this particular product and I got a rage on when I, I'm looking at the brochure and there really is truly hand on heart, a sustainability page where they talk about how green they are. Ugh. Here's, here's the points they make. It's the, the white inner side is, is reflective and reflect the heat. I, I'm, I couldn't even, I can't even finish the sentence. It's so cheesy, but then it has twice the R value of wood. Oh, I'm going to lose my Monte Negroni right now. <laughs> I know. So upsetting. I, it really, just and the bullshit is just just bullshit. And it says it's it's here's the here's the one that really drove it home. It says it's recyclable. It's like yeah, sure. Where the hell am I going to recycle PVC? I'll tell you where. Nowhere near here. I actually even called. I actually know something. I'm going to drop it off in your front yard. That's what I'm going to do. That's exactly. I even called them and said, "Hey, do you have a buyback? Oh, it's recyclable. Do you have a buyback program?" Like some of these, uh, like interface carpet or something like that. Is that part of the recycling? And they're like, ah, I don't, maybe that's a good idea. I don't think we do. What? <laughs> I'm like, oh, geez. I'm like, all nice. right. I, I see where this is. So <clears throat> some people are still into this, into, into PVC. I mean, it's the, the problem is, okay, uh, we should just state. So when you make it, 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 like um, back in the 70s, Dow Chemical had to buy an entire town because the, everyone was dying of cancer from the dioxins that they were spewing out into the air. So now there's a, there's a much greater care to the toxicity of the production of vinyl. And so they've got a good handle on it. It's generally not toxic outwardly to make. Um, but to dispose of it, it goes into a landfill and you know, it leaches dioxins into the ground. And before I can't get my panties too much in a bunch over it because most landfills are lined with PVC liners under them. So it's like, well, you know, you know, in the spectrum of materials that we're dumping into a landfill, you know, PVC is highly inert compared to those. So it's not the, the evil thing, but here's the thing in Maine, 50% of our trash is incinerated. Mm -hmm. So that is dioxins that go into the atmosphere. And that's, right. that's a bad deal. So like if you have a house and you decide I'm done with this vinyl, what do I do with it? You shove it in a landfill. That's what you do with it. So, and they say vinyl is final. It's going to last forever. Yeah, but you don't want it to last forever. It ages poorly. In my opinion, it cracks, it chips, it chalks, it slumps. It's, it's not. Now, if somebody were to come on, come up with a perfect vinyl. Yeah. It's high durability, yeah. incredibly low cost. Yeah. And somehow it had, I don't know, low embodied carbon. Yeah. Is that even possible? It is pretty low embodied carbon. Right. So. Could we, and it was good looking. 
because we invested in this. Could yeah. we as architects say, you know, vinyl's not that bad? Could we ever? Could you ever see that scenario, Chris? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. We've done it it's with windows. Of, right. I used to say I'm not putting in vinyl windows. And then the vinyl triple pane windows came out and they were filling that niche. I know. It gets caught in the back of your throat. But yep. I think we have to look at all the factors here. We do. Personally, you know, I would rather, you know, I'd go for a wood product than I would for a vinyl product. I know. I'm just saying. Yep. The cost is lower. We're, we're really concerned about embodied carbon. Durability is super high on some of this stuff. All right. Let's move this on. This is an interesting conversation. It, really it is. is. We'll, we'll give those things. I think we covered all the marks. It's cheap. All right. It's so durable. What if we go to the top of the scale? We're yeah. talking about masonry. Let's do it. Right. All right. So, so brick, stone. Uh, stone. All right. So stone is probably the most costly, but. Maybe the most beautiful. Maybe the most beautiful. Maybe the most durable. So, you know, there. <laughs> we did it. We covered stone. It's pretty great. I mean, you know, in terms of embodied carbon. Yeah. Yeah. You've got buildings. You have structures that are 3,000, from 3,000 BCE. <clears throat> you know, so what is that? That's like 5,000 years old. Those are stone. And they look pretty good. Yeah. And it's got to come local because it's too heavy to really, you know, import too far, right? Exactly. Exactly. So... You know, in embodied energy, it's actually really low because the product, you're not making the product, you're just mining it. You're cutting it out and shipping it, and that's the embodied energy. We probably should be doing more buildings out of stone. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, um, what about I, brick? Bri I, okay, I love brick. I would use brick all the time. All the time if I could, but the problem is, hmm. like like stone, it's, it's costly. It's labor actually brick the material is not it's not that expensive but the installation is very expensive it's, there's lots of labor involved and you need someone who actually knows what they're doing so to make it look good we don't do any brick houses i have it, you ever done a brick house brick house no uh i've worked on many brick buildings but they're usually historic brick buildings or buildings that have brick already and we're you know we're renovating we're not Doing new. I really wish. I really wish the song of the episode was "Brick House." Oh, it I, I guess it could be. But I, have, I, have an, I have another one in mind, but I can't tell you. It's not playing in my head right now. Okay, maybe we'll use that for bumper music or yeah. something. And that, only now will they realize why the hell did they use that song? All right, um, we'll do that later. No, maybe not. All right. So yeah, brick. Um, there's there is quite a bit of embodied energy in brick because you're taking clay and you're firing it at a very high temperature for a very long time, but it is also very durable. And today's brick is much, much better than brick of a hundred years ago. So we, we've dialed it in. It's much harder, much more durable. Mm. And, you know, that's improving something that's still around a hundred years ago, you know, from, you know, we've got all these brick buildings in Portland. The last yeah, building. Yeah, it lasts forever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> so a lot of good things about brick. And then there's and then there's cultured stone. Oh, uh, uh. my Monte Negroni's coming up again. <laughs> it's cultured, so it enjoys. It's fancy. It fine like, cheeses fine. and and uh, grape upon. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no. So that is that's like a man-made stone, and basically you're you're talking about a cement. 
you're talking about cement and the concrete that's been cast into shapes that look like stone. Right. And so the embodied energy is not so good. It's very high. And, you know, uh, the problem with that is, is you can't bury it. So like, it looks weird. I'm sorry, people, if you, if you've been doing these buildings, but it looks weird to put stone on a building, run it down to the ground, stop six inches short because you're, you can't, because it's too, uh, you know, it'll absorb too much water from the yeah, ground. It just looks cheap. It looks cheesy. It does. It does. I maybe maybe not everyone can see it. Obviously, not everyone can see it. You, you walk into. I don't a, want to be snobby about this. But no, I mean no. You walk into a macaroni grill and you're like, oh my god, oh my god, this is clad in stone. It's not okay. Sure, yeah, great. Enjoy your your pasta. Yeah, Italian. I used to live in Denver, and you know yeah. they loved cultured stone and stucco. Yeah. And oh yeah, and there's. See, we're of a different. We're from a different area, so we think like, we're better. You think you're so much better than them, don't you, Chris? Not better than them. Better than the <laughs> ones that are doing the vinyl siding. I, I have a yeah, problem. Right. I think I am. Yeah, yeah. I gotta get over it because I don't think I am. Maybe if I were in the same shoes, if I walked a mile in their moccasins, Phil, I'd probably be installing vinyl I mean, siding. Yeah, and defending it. You probably have blisters all over your feet. Yeah, but thank God I'm not. I'm me. Or if I were them, then I'd work to become me so that I could do the things I'm doing now and not them. So they can't stop me no matter who <laughs> I am. I'm just confused now. I am too. All right. Let's let's move on to metal. Oh, wait, <clears throat> let's pause to, to acknowledge stucco exists. You and I are not qualified to talk no, about it. No, yeah. Because, right. I mean, it's... how many stucco buildings have you done? I've done one. Oh, really? I've done one. Yes, in, in Colorado. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Okay. Well, in Ephus building. Oh, all right. And the woodpeckers loved it. Oh, how about the They insect? ate the shit out of it. Really? Yeah. Wow. It was horrible. <laughs> oh, that means there were bugs in it. The woodpeckers yeah, were. I guess so, right? I, yeah. I'm not sure, but probably. Maybe. I don't know. Or were they nesting in it? I, I think we're not qualified to talk about we're it. We're not is qualified. The, is listen, the, listen, we're New Englanders and stucco is not, there's a few stucco houses in town. Yeah. And they're doing okay. But, you know, it's, you know, either cementitious stucco or. Scott Simons did a his house, a house what? of his in stucco. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, we got to interview him then. Yeah, we got to something. Yeah. Um, so we're not qualified for that, but maybe metal. We can talk about metal. We can talk about metal. So yeah. we've, we've done some metal siding on houses. Metal looks cool in a lot of instances, here's, right? Here's the thing it's a great modern material that, um, you know, it, metal, of course, from embodied energy, it has more. Yeah. From a durability standpoint, it's pretty durable. Boom. Boom. Right? Yeah. From a recyclability yeah. standpoint, it's way up there. Right. Yeah. Do stuff with it. In fact, if you have like, oh, you know the old aluminum siding that looks like clabbers, that looks like vinyl siding? <laughs> uh, I had a friend who's like, you know, he was recycling his house. And he's like, oh, this is aluminum. I'm going to go see if I can recycle this. You can. He made like 500 bucks. Recycling the siding on his house. Really? Yeah. So stick that in your sack and smoke it. I don't know what I'm saying. So, <laughs> no, so metal. It's a long episode, Chris. It is. God, I'm sorry. Sorry, I think, we're, I think we're close, though. All right. We are close. So metal, um, if you imagine, there, there's, it's a lot more commercial to do metal siding. But where you and I, we dabble in commercial a lot. And so mm -hmm. that's a very comfortable place. If we've got a modern house. And they're like, you know, let's let's look at metal siding. Great. And we start, 
you know, looking at the metal wall panels, metal even roof panels, or even custom Mm-hmm. Standing seam standing coming down seam. the walls or something. We like did that, that on the yeah. on the house on Munjoy Hill. Yeah, it was like we we started before. off looking at uh, you know wall panels, and we ended up doing you know field applied standing seam. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Cortin steel is something that we've done before. Oh, yeah, that in fact, sort of rusting steel. It's yeah. just it's incredibly durable. It lasts. I mean, it doesn't really have an end of life. Right. I remember when you and I first met. It was like over a conversation about Coritan Steel. That's right. That was the first one we had done. Yeah, well, way back when we oh. were. I was at I was at uh, TFH, and we the, were uh, we were working on Coritan Steel stuff that never got built. Mm-hmm. And then you showed up saying, hey, "I want to talk about Coritan Steel because you guys are detailing it, and you got to be careful because you can't just go fastening it with just anything and having it rub and you know all that." But that's also, right. You have to have you know you have to match the metals. Match the metals I'll, and and be and take care knowing how it's going to bleed and drain and because mm-hmm. the last thing you want is Corten over your nice you know other wood submitting right. or something and right. it just It'll bleeds drip over. and stain and yeah. but you know what it's gorgeous stuff. We here we come back full circle to the phenomenology thing, Chris, that we yeah. talked about with wood. You can get this beautiful metal to rust naturally yeah. and show the where I, you can show the you know the, i love the, the natural patterns yeah like when it's when it's so <clears throat> the idea so core 10 brief history it was an alloy of copper and steel two metals that have no business being mixed together because they're you know opposite on your uh catalytic uh chart there so mm-hmm. all it needs is just an out just a scrap just a whisper of oxygen and water and it will just rust like crazy rust so much that the rust itself creates a coating stronger than paint that's right and to it, protect the to steel protect underneath the steel it. underneath it and it's done and that's why they make bridges and boats out of corten steel right but now they don't make court they call it weathered steel because it's a different formula they don't actually mix copper and steel. right it's a little I different it was an a5 Something now it's an A six oh six or something like. See, you're sounding almost smart. Yeah, I, I was really smart at one point on this. All right, um, but yeah, I'm curious to see how that. You know, we'll 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 finish the chart. We'll finish but the chart. But a high on durability, right? Higher on cost. Yep, higher on higher on aesthetics for the most part. Yep, higher on embodied energy because it's yeah. a big plate of steel usually. Yeah. So we'll see where we're going to end up at the end of this. It should be really interesting. We do. We will. All right. Um, I think that's I think that's good. I think we've rambled on long enough and given people way too much to go research on their own and and decide how to what siding they're going to use. So agreed. You want to talk about music or something? Oh wait, 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 wait! I do have a pet product. Oh, okay. In my re- in my research, I'll do this real quick. Um, have you heard of pine tar? Yeah, from baseball, George Brett put it all over his bat and got the home run retract. Uh, That's exactly retra- right. Yeah. It's the same stuff. That's the same stuff that that they use in baseball to smudge their the pitchers use to smudge balls and stuff. Yeah. And bat. it's the same stuff that Vikings use to waterproof their boats. Um, okay, you know Shaosugi Bond. We barely talked yeah. about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dang. So you you have you have wood. Okay, uh, this is a multi. Right, wood, yes. Okay. You can make wood last longer by charring it. Uh, maybe. Um, right. And this is a Japanese method of charring the wood and then putting it up 
charred and it's black and and you can coat it afterwards. And it's kind of cortenish because it protects the wood below it. Exactly. In theory. In theory. Sometimes it works if it's done well and, and sometimes it doesn't. But man, what a mess to put up. And, and all it's that pretty, stuff. but yes. All right. If you like that look of like a black stained wood, um, I'm flirting with the idea, or this is something I wanted, I learned about while doing this research and now I want to do it, which is you can take uh, a pine tar, which is made from, it's almost like the charcoal process where uh, you can steam and heat the sap. You cook the sap out of the stumps of old pine stumps or whatever, and you have this tar that's black and it's very pungent and odiferous and smoky. And you mix that with a 50-50 of, of linseed oil, you know, half linseed oil, half that, and you can coat and saturate your pine or your cedar or whatever, and it sinks in and it's... Ow very protective of the wood the thing is it takes months to cure <laughs> smells uh, like smoke <laughs> and if you're and your builder is going to have everything absolutely covered in it and know, hate you and yeah. hate you yes but as a as like i still want to do a 100 percent natural building uh you know really soon at some point and so i'm really intrigued by this process that i haven't used yet so look it up people pine tar it's, I will. I'm writing it down now, Chris. It's it's 1,500 years older, or at least, this All technology. Right. So it's like remembering how we used to do these awesome things. All Interested. Right. Yeah. Pet product. Uh, and there are places, they're like Danish and Swedish places that sell this pine tar. Like, Want to hear my song? I do. All right. So um, this is a song. So I was I went really dark last time, Bill Callahan. Yeah. I liked it though. It was, yeah, it was That's heavy. Good. It felt kind of old manish. I felt a little bad. So Frankie mm -hmm. Cosmos mm -hmm. is the opposite of that. She's okay. bright and just summery and awesome. fun. And I just, I don't know that much about her, but I've been listening to a lot of her music and it makes me smile and it makes me happy. And this song is called Rings on a Tree. How about that for low and body carbon and wood siding? And uh, That's perfect. You did it, Phil. So enjoy. I hope you enjoy it, Chris. I will enjoy it. It is as bright and summery as this drink. Cheers. Another fine podcast. Cheers. Enjoy your summer, everybody. Turning up in everything I do